Hello and welcome to Chatterpasta Radio. It is Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019. And uh, yeah, my name is Alfred, or you can call me Al. And uh, thank you for coming along and listening to today's episode of this podcast radio show kind of thing. Um, if you didn't know, I actually do this thing, this podcast or like, yeah, radio show hybrid where I basically talk about um, otaku topics uh, such as like anime or voice actresses or uh, games. A lot of things that deal with like the Japanese entertainment culture. And uh, while doing that, I also um, play music uh, in between discussions. Just uh, just because like I I am pretty pretty into the music side of the uh, the Japanese entertainment culture, I guess. Uh, yeah, we have a fun time here. Uh, I have a fun time doing these definitely. And I hope you uh, will uh, enjoy this episode today. It's a pretty good. Uh, I think I think we got a good episode in in store today. Um, basically, just to go briefly mention the topics that will be discussed. Uh, we're gonna talk about um, a visual novel or like kind of a. a, a, a kind of special visual novel that I played recently and I just want to give my thoughts on it. Um, We're going to talk about some show, a particular show from the uh, recent spring 2019 anime season. Uh, We're going to talk about some love life things because it's a pretty special um, occasion that that happened uh, about a few days ago. And uh, we're going to talk about, and last, or lastly, we're going to talk about some um, Seiyu stuff, since uh, a lot of things, one particular thing, one particular special thing happened recently, and I just want to talk about something, something I, I, I kind of learned in the past few months regarding a particular Seiyu. I said particularly, like, probably five times in that <laughs> span. Uh, but anyways, let's, uh, we're gonna start off with a couple songs before we get into the main discussion. Um, yeah, I think these two will be a good starter for us. Uh, first song is by a band named uh, Mrs. Green Apple. Uh, song's called Romanticism. And, um, we're going, and then, song after that is a, uh, song by, uh, Kamishiraishi Mone, I think that's how you say your name. Uh, as you may know, you might have heard that name before if you watched Your Name or Kimi no Nawa, that movie. She voices uh, Mitsuha, and uh, she also has, if you didn't know, she also has a uh, solo musical career that is pretty darn good, which I'll talk about more in depth in, uh, after these songs play. So, um, yeah, enjoy these, and I'll be right back.
First off, like I don't, Mrs. Green Apple, the um, band who made the first song, I'm not too uh, educated on who they are. I only like pretty much this is the only song I know of theirs that I know. Sorry, <coughs> sorry, um, but uh, it's a good song and uh, it's kind of it's fast paced. It's um, just kind of it's just fun to listen to, and um. I I've heard I've heard like bands that that have done something like this before, but um or like same sound or like a vibe, but they just I, I I think they just do it pretty well. Um, I should definitely look or listen to their other stuff, since they're a pretty good band. Uh, but this is probably uh one of my favorite songs that I've listened to recently. And, um, Ain Wakirai, oh Jesus, man, I, I, I always botch these, like, Japanese pronunciations, but, um, Kamishirai Shimone's song, uh, I, I discovered it, or it was released, it was released, sorry, it was released, uh, uh about two weeks ago, and, um, at first, well, the first time I I, I, I I listened to it, I was like heavily reminded of this other band called um, Yorushika, or uh, yeah, and they have that they have like that kind of um, I don't I don't I don't want to say kind of 
like rock and like it's it's rock music that's kind of has a gloomy vibe which is it's it is gloomy because of the lyrics and i was heavily uh like it was it reminded me so much of that band and then uh about a few days later i actually found out then that this song was um produced by enbuna uh, uh a member of yorushika and i was like oh okay oh, of course uh, but yeah, that's this is this one's a really nice song. Not only because of, not only because I like Yorushika, but uh, Kami Shiraishi Mone is a wonderful uh, musical artist. I listened to her um, first album. What was it called? It was called And dot dot dot, and uh, it just shows it just shows you like how well of a singer she is like. That, that, that album had a lot of variety uh, within the songs, song genres and all that. And I would definitely listen, take a listen to it. Because it's, um, it, was an, it was an enjoyable album after uh, getting to know her in your name and like, getting to know like her talent in your name. So uh, yeah, I would, I, as I said, I, I would definitely take a listen to and her album. Um, and she has a new one, new, new EP, I think, or like mini album coming out, uh, this month actually. So I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, so first topic of discussion that we're going to go into. Sorry, I've been a little sick recently, but, uh, we're, we're doing this. I don't care. <laughs> um, First topic of discussion is a um, is visual novels, and uh, I'm not much of a visual novel kind of person. Um, I've never really. I, I think it's only only recently I've gotten into it. The only real visual novel like or dating sim I've I've finished and really enjoyed was a um, was one called Katawa Shoujo. Um, it wasn't, it's not, it's not a Japanese one. It was actually made by a, uh, I don't know if they were all American, but it was made by a group of people who met on this site called 4chan. And, you know, 4chan is not the best, not the high, most highly regarded website or forums to be on. But I thought it was impressive that these guys, these strangers from like a, site where everyone's anonymous just came together and made such a great game like i would i would definitely recommend playing katawa shoujo if you haven't i'm not gonna i would i would i would go through the premise but uh i don't think we have time for that but um so yeah katawa shoujo is like the only real visual novel i've actually played and that one that one wasn't even japanese made um but recently I actually played this um, other non-Japanese visual novel that was was that that was really popular uh, a couple of years ago. It was called <laughs> Doki Doki Literature Club. That's if you were wondering why the intro music was that was a song from that game. This is why. <laughs> um, but uh, I played it about a week ago, and. Um, it was just, it was just crazy. 
I actually really like it. So basically, um, Doki Doki Literature Literature Club. It's a uh, visual novel slash dating sim, I guess, made by a um, guy named Dan Salvato. Uh, it be it it it's about. Well, I'll, I'll talk about the whole premise first. Basically, it's about you or the MC who joins the literature club at their school, and happens to find himself surrounded by a bunch of cute-looking girls uh, that have, like, their, you know, stereotypical tropes, such as, like, the childhood friend, um, the beautiful and, like, timid girl, the uh, small tsundere uh, girl, I guess, <laughs> and um, Monica, the most, like, the one, the person that every probably everyone knows. She's like that perfect um, student people or like other people look up to. So yeah, it has it has like the traditional like dating sim visual novel um, elements. But what makes this one different other than it's not made by a Japanese studio is that it basically defies all expectations and like it's almost like a parody of traditional Japanese visual novels. As it like as it becomes like way more dark and scary towards the end. Um, I'll get to that in a second, <laughs> but uh, like on the surface, it pretty much has that has like the traditional visual novel mechanics, and there's this um, like it, it has the traditional mechanics such as like cho uh, having choices or like picking choices. That will go towards like different paths in the story. And there's even this mini game um, where you select words in order to or basically the whole thing about the literature club is that they make poems and they'll share it with other and everyone shares it with everyone else. And there's a mini game where you just pick a bunch of words that um, you can pick like certain words in order to progress towards a particular girl's like story or like route. So it's it's like it's normal stuff at this point. And um what makes it what's what makes it good and like uh special and this is probably my favorite part of all, of it all as well is that it's 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 genuinely scary. <laughs> Uh, uh, I forgot, oh God, I forgot to mention this, but, um, this will contain spoilers for the game. Um, I, I, it's kind of, it's kind of, I can't, I can't, uh, avoid it. I can't avoid talking about spoilers when, 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 um, talking about my thoughts about this game. So, uh, if, if, if you haven't played this game and you want to. Uh, you might need to skip like 10 minutes ahead. Sorry. Uh, but <clears throat> if you if you played it already or if you don't care, um, I'll just go ahead and talk about the special part. So as I said, it's it's a great psychological horror game. And um, there's, a, there's a lot of things that like go into that. Uh, such as the characters, all the characters having like dark backgrounds that can involve like some involve like suicidal mentalities uh self-abuse and um one girl had uh experienced like life-changing events with their family or like 
stuff at home. So it's very a uh, uh, it, 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 I think it would I think it can hit hard for some people. Um and that's not saying that's a bad thing, but I think it was expressed pretty well at least. Um and like the visuals, obviously the visuals like uh just like scary looking visuals and like jump scares and the creepy and ambient musics that sometimes it played it it definitely played a big part in why it's such a genuinely scary game but the 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 main part of why this game's like actually spooky for a lot of people is that um the whole shtick of the game towards the end is that the game like is very meta and like breaks the fourth wall as uh, Monica. She's basically the crazy one. She hacks into the system and uh, deletes the other characters from existence. Like she actually deletes the uh, character files from your computer or from like the Doki Doki Literature Club game files in order to be like the only girl and choice that you have and the only person you can be with. And um, there was this one particular um, scene from towards the end where, like, you basically you're like in limbo, and you're like forced to be in a room with Monica. This is this is crazier than well, this is like weirder than I'm describing it. But it's a really it's a it's a good experience, believe me. So you're 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 in, you're in that 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 one scene where um, you're in a room with Monica, and it's it's basically a loop. Like you 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 can't escape that you can't quit the game you can't um uh you can't like restart well you technically you can restart but um basically in order to get out of that limbo scene you had to actually go into the character you had to actually go into the game files and delete Monica's character file it's it was very so clever. I'm like blown away with how like clever this cle clever and like almost innovative this game was because I've never seen it. I've never seen anything like this before. Um but the funny thing about that is like while I was like um, um uh after I I deleted Monica's game or character file I genuinely thought like she was gonna mess up with my computer, mess something up on my computer, and like just hack into my whole computer and just delete everything. It it has it it has that like scare factor. They they just do it so well, and I'm I'm just impressed. And like I know I I know I'm like pretty late on um doing this or playing this game since this this is this came out like September 2017 so I wasn't a part of all the um the fandom and the hype but um man that was <laughs> that was a trip and it was a really good trip um overall it was a great game good story good uh like likable characters um, and I just, I just really like the concept that, um, these guys went with and it worked well. And I don't think I, I, I think I said the how, I think, I think, I think I said how special the scare factor is. It can, 
I was genuinely, I was genuinely scared at some times. Uh, it was very creepy and um, uh, just spooked me out. And that's a good thing. They did it well. And um, there's also this. I've been. I uh, I'm almost done with the. Someone made a um, or like a team of people made like a purist mod. They call it the DDLC purist mod. It's basically like a modification where um, they recreate the game into a more traditional visual novel and dating sim, like without all the hacking and all that stuff. And it's uh, you know, like just a regular. It's basically a, made it into like a regular um, visual novel. With like um, going, well, like going towards uh, particular characters' routes and like getting to know their backstories and how you or the MC um, helps them with their problems, and like obviously the um, the romance part where you're trying to date them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed it, even though a lot of the story, all a lot of the writing was a bit annoying and like kind of too cheesy for my taste but um i really enjoyed everything about this game like even even the mod the purest mod so far i haven't i haven't done monica's route yet but um yeah that was a trip i kind of want to replay it again just uh, because i kind of missed some things uh, but we'll see. I uh, I know it's it's pretty late now, but um, I would definitely suggest playing it if you haven't. Even though I just spoiled it for you. <laughs> Sorry about that. But uh, anyways, like I I'm kind of more into visual novels now, since um. Since I've only played two of them, I kind of, and both were like American made, they, were, they weren't made by Japanese people. But, um, yeah, I would, I would, I'd really like trying out, um, other visual novels. Like, there's the Fate Stay Night one that I'd be open to trying. Um, if you have any, if you have any visual novel suggestions, I'd be glad to, um, check them out. Alright, I think we're going to take another song break. Uh, we got a couple more songs here. Uh, one, the... Well, I'll just talk about the first one. Um, I, I... Well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll discuss it like after. But uh, one song is called Pure Soldier. I think I'm saying that right. By Shiggy Jr. A uh, really nice band. And um, second song is a opening for a show that aired back or that aired in the spring season called um sorry called um boku ben or we never study the song is called seishun seminar by the seiyu group study and uh yeah enjoy <laughs>
Um, so yeah, Shiggy Jr. Uh, I I've only listened to like one of their EPs um, called uh, "Listen to the Music." Very good EP. Uh, I wish I, I was gonna I was going to include a song from it, but um, I couldn't find um, a proper version of it that I can include on the podcast. But um, very nice band, and this particular song from their um, "Dance to the Music" album that came out recently. I just really like how like poppy it is. It's fun. Uh, and vocalist, I don't know her name, sorry. Very, uh, everything, everything is enjoyable. It's fun. Uh, yeah, that's it, it's fun. Uh, I, I, I have yet to, um, listen to the whole, the whole album, but, um, this being the first song from it, very promising. And uh, I should listen to their other stuff too. Second song is a uh, Seishun Seminar. It's from a show called Boku Ben, or We Never Study, that aired in the 2019 spring season. And this is this song is kind of a transition to my next topic at hand. It might be a controversial discussion, but we'll see. Uh, the song is very catchy. It's fun, and I just, I just, it was a good, it was a good opening song for a show like this one. Plus, the lyrics actually um, deal with studying. Like it has like uh, mentions of studying, and um, it's just, it's a song that fits well in like the um, the group. They're called Study. The group who sang it. They're called Study. They're actually a Seiyu group that's a part of the Boku Ben uh, <laughs> franchise, and um, I'll get to I'll get to how how great these Seiyu are, but uh, good song and I, I, it's very catchy. Probably one of my favorite openings this season. Um, so, transitioning into the next topic, uh, spring 2019, the spring 2019 anime season was, um, started off well for me, but I kinda stopped watching some shows. The only shows that I actually watched was, um, Boku Ben, Hitori Bochi, and, uh, Senko-san, Senko-san, that Adoga Kobo show, which I didn't even like, yet I still finished it. So yeah, I'm kind of uh, as if you know me, I'm a pretty bad seasonal anime viewer. I start off watching like the popular shows such as Kimetsu no Yaiba, which I assume is really good, but I just too, I'm just too lazy to finish it. I will eventually because that one's actually good. Um, but yeah, uh, basically what I was gonna talk about today or in, in this part. Is um kind of a comparison or like discussion on uh, Boku Ben and another show called Quintessential Quintuplets. You probably, if you if you listen to my last podcast or the last um, episode of this podcast, uh, I I said I didn't really like Quintessential Quintuplets. It wasn't that enjoyable to me, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, why I'm comparing these two, basically, uh, they're very similar, 
both shows are harems that involve, you know, I, I assume you guys know what a harem is. Harem is. Um, it's about, both is, Both are about a tutor helping out a group of students who some uh, who don't excel in a certain subject or don't even excel at school at all. Um, and yeah, the, 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 there's, it's very similar to the point where people uh, debate on which one's better. Or like kind of compare, um, compare the two and uh, see which one's better at certain things, and I just kind of want to add my thoughts on that because I did watch both shows, and um, basically I think Boku Ben's better, <laughs> and uh, here, here are my reasons why. Um, Boku Ben is much more rom-com centered. Also, by the way, these are just my opinion. Like, if you like Quint, the Quint's better than Boku Ben. Like, I, I can respect that. So just take these, take this, don't take this too seriously. This is just opinion. Uh, so yeah. Um, as I said, Boku Ben is much more rom-com centered. Uh, rather than the Quint's. They, uh, that usually, or at least with the anime... It dealt with drama more, um, which isn't a bad thing. But I think I think the rom com in um, Boku Ben was much more enjoyable and interesting, and it was done pretty well with like you know the frequent comedic uh, misunderstandings between characters, or like the um, unfortunate things Naruyuki the 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 protagonist of Boku Ben happens to like be dragged in. Um it's funny, it's enjoyable. Um and kind of transition transitioning into the other uh my other point. Boku Ben had like in my opinion way more interesting characters. Um Naruyuki was a cool dude. He was he was likable. Um all the other all the girls were, all of them were like lovable, and like you, you, you actually want. I actually wanted like I was fine with anyone winning, even though I was swaying towards a particular character or I liked a character more. But like all of them, like I wouldn't mind, like if uh, anyone wins, or like I wouldn't mind if um, like I wouldn't be mad if. A particular character won uh, over my favorite one because all of them were like likable and lovable, and um, I think that's one of the main reasons why I like this show. And like I, I say this because like the Quints, at least in the anime, like um, myself and like many other people were like kind of swaying towards. Um, one particular character such as Miku or Nino or Ichika and I think Boku with, with my personal experience with Boku Ben like all of them were all of them were interesting rather than the Quince having like a just all of them were pretty much just stereotypical tropes like a Sundere um, the um, Ichika like being the uh, the beautiful and seductive one, Miku being the Dandere, I think that's the term. Like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, um, Boku Ben had much more interesting characters. Another thing is that, um, both, are, both deal with studying. Both deal with, like, tutoring. 
like some guy, some guy tutoring a bunch of girls. And studying was actually expressed like pretty decently and it was expressed frequently in Boku Ben. Unlike with the quints where it kind of started off being about studying and then uh, transitioned into uh, more like slice of life or drama or romance. There's nothing wrong with that, but like, um, I mean, when you when you when you when you give me a show that's about some guy tutoring uh, a group of people, I would assume I would I would suspect it to actually be that. Yeah, but I think Quince, like I barely remember the Quint anime. Like it, it was it was like that. It was not that interesting to me. But, like, from what I remembered, it wasn't, it didn't deal with studying, like, barely. It barely did. And, like, it might be, like, a nitpicky thing, but, like, when you, when you, when you, when you're, when you're shown that premise, you kind of just want to see how these group of girls who aren't smart, who aren't smart in a particular subject, or, like, aren't smart at all, like the quints. <laughs> You want to see them progress and, like, kind of see the purpose of what the story is about. And I know, it, like, I, uh, it was in more, it, it focused on romance more, but I don't know. Well, after I watched Boku Ben, like, I just realized, oh, the Quint anime didn't even, barely was about studying. And, uh, yeah. I don't even know if that point made sense. But uh, last point I wanted to make. Um, while the quints were voiced by like a really good cast of VAs. Such as Hanakana, Hanazawa Kana, Minase Nori, um, Taketatsu Ayana, blah blah blah. Uh, the, 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 the Bokuben cast, they're very young, upcoming. They're not like well known yet. But they were pretty darn good at portraying their prospective characters. Um, even Uruka, uh, I mean, best girls, Seiyu, uh, Suzushiro Sayumi. Um, she actually reminded me so much of um, Toyama Nao and how she uh, does like that sort of. Uh, that, well, like. Uh, Uruka Seiyu like had that similar fun energy that Toyama now expresses it in her roles, and like I just appreciated that much. I mean, for one, like she was already my favorite character, but when you have a um, when you have like something like being comparable to or being similar to someone like Toyama now, that just that just takes it up another notch of enjoyment. Um, so yeah, this is, this is all my opinion. It's just opinion. So don't take it too seriously. Um, I liked Boku Ben better than the Quince. But, um, this was, this is, this is solely based off the anime. Like with the manga, I heard the Quint manga is getting pretty good and, um, for lack of a better term, spicy <laughs> regarding the romance of the whole story. So I, I can see why people enjoy the um, Quint manga more. Or 
enjoyed in general. But yeah. Um, both are getting a second season. Good for them. I'm 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 excited for the Boku Ben season two. And uh, I saw I saw a funny comment um, on the on I forgot where, but basically they were like they were saying, "Oh, I I, ho- I hope both of these series don't end up like Nisekoi." And uh, I didn't watch Nisekoi, but I did hear about how it ended. So I hope that too. <laughs> Um, I should definitely read the Bokuben manga um, after watching the anime. I just because I, I, I think like with most people, just people want to know what happens rather than waiting for that second season. So yeah, I will get onto that. Um, we're gonna take another song break. Sorry if these like topic or discussions are kind of short, but um. I just don't want to. I just, I just don't. I just don't want to make these uh podcasts too short, or too long. Because like, if this if this like gets up to like two hours, it is what it is. But uh, I just kind of want to shorten it. But uh, we're gonna take another song break. Um, we're 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 gonna. This is kind of the Seiyu song part of um. The tradition of my uh, podcast. We're gonna listen to uh, two songs. Uh, both are by um, two great seiyu uh, groups or like units. First one is by um, Earphones, uh, which, uh, as you may know, has Takahashi Rei, Kuono Marika, and Nakagaku Nagaku Yuki. Ah, damn. <laughs> that's that's hard to pronounce these um uh this is their new song called churata churaha it's very very good one you'll you'll hear you'll hear how good it is and the next one is uh by uh, a group named supreme five uh so this song is called good day sunshine and i thought this was just perfect song for a for a summertime and uh, I'll talk about more of them, more about them after we listen to them. So, yeah.
So, um, earphones. Not only did I um, know about them because of Takahashi Ray's popularity in like shows like Konosuba and um, ReZero, but um, I I found them out by watching a show called Sorega Seiyu, or like I think it's translated into um, a Seiyu's life. It's an anime that about like voice acting and like the whole process and like the end like how competitive competitive the industry is uh really good like really enjoyable show um i i really suggest watching it if you haven't if you're into the whole say you voice actor th- a part of anime um but uh the, these three ladies earphones the unit uh they were um they were the main cast, and they did a pretty good job. Plus, um, they're a good pop group. They're a good like musical group or unit. Um, that's still kind of up and coming, but I think because of like their um, increased increasing popularity, uh, it, it'll be it's only a matter of time when they're like really popular. Um, but this song. Churata Churaha. I don't know what that means. But it's um oh it's a very 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 like chill and jazzy song. Some I think in the comments um somebody said like this is a nice like space pop kinda song. I just really enjoyed it. They did a they do a really good job being like calm and um just relaxing to listen to. And uh, yeah, this is this is. Uh, I think they have. They also have a new album coming out, um, which I'll definitely listen to. Even though I haven't, I have their other two albums, but I haven't listened to them. Um, so yeah, earphones, good group. Uh, they have potential, or I guess they kind of are popular already because of like Takashi Ray. Obviously, we know that she's popular. But uh, Kono Kono Marika, uh, she's been in a few anime, like in, like she has been in more anime in recent years, such as Uma Musume, um, Mitsuboshi Colors, and um, a few others. I'm not sure about Naka Nagaku <laughs> Yuki. Uh, I haven't really seen her that much. I think she was in that. She was in like another anime that was pretty popular, but. Hope their success continues. And uh, the other song is by a group named um, Supreme Five, and this is the uh, pretty much the reason how or like how I found out is because of one of the members, Onishi Aguri, Aguri. I think that's how you say her name. Uh, she's a part of the um, new Love Life. Um, school idol group Niji Niji Gasaki or like PDP and um I listened to their music recently and uh they're pretty good this particular song is probably my favorite out of the ones I've heard because it's just very cheerful it reflects the summertime as we are in right now and um Supreme Five I think they were they've been they've they've done uh a few songs for other anime for anime 
before. I think they had one this season called a. Uh, what was that called? Hold on. Shometsu Toshi. I don't know what that anime was about, but um, I think that was. I think that's how. Um, or like a lot of people watched it and like got to know, got to hear Supreme Five's music and uh, yeah, they're ju- they're kind of just starting out. I think it was like two years ago they formed, but um, they definitely are a nice idol group that uh, I will start following. Not only because of uh, the Love Live uh, affiliation or like, uh, but yeah, affiliation, but um, I'm definitely learning more about them as a group and like the members. And speaking of Love Live. <laughs> Uh, something special happened these past few weeks. First one, first major thing is that, um, June 30th was the ninth anniversary of the Love Life franchise. Uh, June 30th was when I think it got announced or like the project was big project like began. And, um, uh, you might be asking if you're not too knowledgeable in the Love Live series. You might be asking why 9 is the special anniversary instead of like 10. 9 is a very pretty special number for the Love Live series since uh, that's uh, that's the amount of members in each group. 9. And um, yeah, it's just it's been a special time for the franchise and... Um, Everyone who's worked has worked on it, uh, and even and especially the fan base. Like I think we're all happy uh, that this anniversary is happened, and uh, yeah. Um, but uh, in in lieu of this, I think that's the right term, or like uh, in because of this because of this special occasion, uh, I thought it'd be a good time to. Reflect on my time. Reflect on the time that I went to the uh, Aqua Fifth Live delayed viewing. Um, I have yet to like actually talk about my thoughts thoroughly about this uh, event, but um, I thought this was a perfect time. Um, basically, uh, to give you th- in a nutshell, the Aqua concerts. Um, there's these thing called there's these things called delayed viewings, which is basic which basically like allows um people not in Japan to um watch the concert uh in theaters and just be able to experience all the things that the Japanese crowd got to see, um. And you know it's 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 around the world. I think there's like the Philippines, the Hong Kong. I don't know Hong Kong, but like Asian countries, Canada, U.S., Europe, probably. Uh, they have a bunch of like th- viewings in theaters around the world uh, that show the concert, the full concert. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a great thing to do for like international Love Life fans. Uh, last Saturday, it was June, what was it, 23rd, I think, (laughs) June 23rd was, um, when I went to the DV, or June 22nd is when I went to the one in San Francisco, California, uh, 
Um, and yeah, I just want to talk about it a bit. Uh, so I, 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 this was kind of a thing I wanted to do for a while since, um, I, I, I've only really watched one Aqua con or like Love Live concert in general. And that was like on my computer at home at 2 a.m. By the way, <laughs> because like Japan time. So, um, that was pretty much the only experience or like I've had with concerts or like love live concerts. Not a bad, not a bad experience, but, um, I just wanted to see, well, like for one, I just want to see an aqua concert for once or like, I just want to see another one. Plus like, I, I've heard that delayed viewings are fun to be a part of and I just wanted to see, um, how they were. So, uh, about like a few weeks before I asked my friend, he's also like kind of an otaku type of person. Although he doesn't know anything about love life. He just knows that I, I'm, I'm really into it. Uh, but, uh, I convinced him to go with me to this delayed viewing. And, um, it was kind of, it was kind of a nice thing to do because he, he was going to leave, um, California to go to college somewhere else. You know, just a nice last thing that we did together. Um, so I brought him along and uh, pretty much like the whole thing involved a great amount of uh, firsts for me, um, which I'll address right now. Um, it was my first time going to the uh, New People Theater in San Francisco. And even though I've, I've been to Japantown where it's, where it's located, it's basically like a um, an area where there's, like, mall, like, it's a mall, and, like, a bunch of restaurants and stuff that's, like, Japan, that's Japanese, um, I've been there, I've been to Japantown a bunch, but I've never actually been to that theater since, and I've heard that, like, a lot of anime stuff gets shown there, like, the, um, my brother saw the, um, one of the Monogatari movies there, and I think they have other stuff playing there uh, all the time. Uh, but I've only seen the outside, but uh, I, I finally got to see what's inside. <laughs> um, I was actually surprised, like, the, 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 the upstairs part, or like the war when you go in, like a cafe or something, and then the theater's actually downstairs. That was, that was a little surprising to me, because <laughs> I thought it was just a theater. Um... But yeah, that was a nice theater. Underground. And like... Um, it's just weird to me. <laughs> it was new. Um, obviously, this is the first time I was going... I, I've been to a delayed viewing. And... Um, I think I'll get into like... Why it surprised me. In a, uh, later. But... Uh, it was also the first time I uh, met... Uh, a person from online, from like an online friend in person. I met uh, my 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 guy uh, Leap two five zero, two five zero, which I I I think we're pretty close friends, or at least online. But it was nice meeting him in person finally, and um, really nice guy. And I I I just hope I just hope my friend and I weren't too uh, too rowdy around him. <laughs> I hope we weren't too annoying, <laughs> but especially my friend. 
But, um, like, going into, now going into, oh, yeah, also, he, he basically kind of, like, guided me or helped me uh, guide, helped me guide through, like, the how to, how everything works at the DV, so, at the delayed viewing, so I have to thank him for that. Um, so now we're going to talk about, like, the event itself or, like, uh, what happened during it. Um... First thing that popped or like popped out to me is that the pen light thing. I think it's called pen light or like like glow sticks, pen lights, king blade thing. I've never done it before. I've never even touched one of those. And it was the th the whole concept was like absolutely foreign to me. And uh while everyone was doing it or while everyone was um uh, just naturally doing it. I, I, I kind of just had a hard time do like knowing what to do with it with with the glow stick or the pen light. Like apparently there were like particular gestures that you have to do according to songs and like all that. I had no idea what that what they were, and it was like a lot of the time it was just me swinging the thing like to the to the beat or just copying everyone else around me, which isn't a bad thing. I still had fun with it, but um. It was, just, it was just really new to me, and uh, it was just, uh, uh, weird experience. <laughs> but uh, I think, I think, if, I think if I actually knew what to do, I, I would have a lot more fun with it. Um, another, th another, another thing was, uh, it was weird to be standing most of the time in a movie theater, um, and um. You know, obviously in a movie theater you don't stand at all, but uh, this one was uh, this one was definitely an unusual thing to see and to be a part of. Um, and I also found out that all the like the standing and like the pen light um, swinging, it was tiring. <laughs> like after a couple of songs, I had to I had to um, actually I had to sit down because I was tired. I think it was mostly because of my body, but, um, <laughs> I, I was just surprised at how tiring it was, and I, I, I joked around with my, uh, with Leap and my, my friend that I, I probably wouldn't survive in Japan at the actual, like, concert, and I'd probably be, like, the only odd one out, like, sitting, like, the only dude sitting, <laughs> um, Leap also told me, um, that uh, like hardcore fans, they t I think they they like do the pen light gestures or like the swinging particular gestures with um, dumbbells or like weights. He might have to correct me on that, but um, but they do that in order to have like enough strength to do it for like two to three hours. And yeah, <laughs> it was tiring, and I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't expect it to be. Um, there was, like, one, one glaring, um, thing that happened to me at this DV is that it, I didn't, I didn't know a lot of the music or, like, the songs that were included, mainly because a lot of the songs came from the movie, which my, myself and, like, not a lot of people have watched yet, so it was a little hard to like, get into it, 
or like understand or know the music at all and and like also it was a it was a bad part on it was it was my bad like uh i, I i'm not i didn't i i have a bad i've done a bad job like keeping up with the the aqua music or like the the discography so it was a bit hard to fully enjoy the um musical part of the concert but i, I there were some songs where like i was hype like uh, believe again and saints know that was oh my god I was actually really excited. I was excited for that one. Um, but um, if I knew the music more, then yeah, it would be much, it would be a much more fun thing. Or it was, it would be much more enjoyable. <laughs> well, pretty much I forgot a lot of things uh, regarding the Aqua series because I've been so into um, Nijigasaki more, or the PDP part of Love Live more. Like, I even forgot the uh, call and responses for the characters, which is pretty shameful, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And um, going back to my um, point, going back to my point about, um, uh, like, the first time going to a delayed viewing, I was just really surprised at how, like, passionate American fans, I assume fans from like other countries I was just I was surprised at how like passionate they were about being at the concert and I just I just found it really impressive that people really understood what to do and like were like really knowledgeable in the LL in the love life culture and they they they, they were they, they were able to like do the traditions such as like the pen lights and like the the call and responses and all that I was just really impressed with how how knowledgeable this fan base really is or like the international fan base really is and they could be comparable to like the Japanese ones for, to the Japanese fan base which they're hardcore but like after seeing the American crowd like I just imp- it was just surprising and impressive to me and I definitely I'm not one of those hardcore fans. I'm I'm very I'm a very casual Love Live fan, but um, yeah, those guys are there. Are, there are people who brought like uh, like the plushes, uh, like had like f- ten pen lights in their hands. They were like swinging and like doing waving motions. And some some were like really into it and like yelling yelling funny things and. Just, uh, yeah, it was a fun time. There were some things where, like, I I could have done to really enjoy it more, but, like, overall, I had fun, and, um, it was a good, it was a good experience, uh, overall. And going back to, like, the ninth anniversary of this series, like, I, I, I'm just really appreciative of what of being a part of the Love Live um, fan base and getting into this series. Like, I really wouldn't know what I'd be doing in my free time. I don't know if I would be blogging. I don't know if I would be getting into Japanese music. I don't I don't know if I'd be, like, on my Insta- if I don't know if I'd be running, like, a f- uh, Love Live Instagram account. Uh... I really wouldn't know what I'd be doing in my free time if I didn't 
listen to Snow Halation back in 2017. So um, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very appreciative of what this franchise has given me, and I think a lot of other fans agree with that. So yeah, special time for a Love Life fan. Uh, these past couple days. And, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to get one of those anniversary shirts, too. Those look nice. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we're going to take another song break. Um, and then we'll get into more, uh, or no, one more, one last discussion. Uh, these are two requested songs by, um, people, by two people from Twitter. Uh, thank you, by the way. Uh, one is uh, requested by Rose of the blog Wretched and Divine. Uh, very cool person. Very nice person. You should definitely check out their blog. They do great <laughs> things. Um, well, I've known both of these people for a long time. And they're pretty good acquaintances. Uh, Rose asked me to listen to a group named Bish. I think that's how you say it. Uh, She didn't specify which song, so I just kind of picked one out. Uh, This one's called Distance. And um, the second song is uh, by my guy Leap. He requested a song called Goodbye uh, featuring Toki Asako, which I know her uh, from a collab with uh, Ohashi Trio. Um... It's a, this this song is by a group name. I think it's a group name. Toe, that's the that's the group name. T O E. Um. So yeah, let's uh just enjoy these ones. Oh, 
I think because I think because the Japanese um with Japanese music, I think people mostly see it as it being um fun cutesy pop. I mean with J-pop most of the time. Uh because you know, it has affiliation with like anime and um all that stuff. But I think Bish, I don't know how to pronounce it. Bish B I S H. Um, they 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 they're one of the, well, they're one of the groups that have like a more, um. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if like dark is the right word, but they're like much more, um, dramatic, dark, uh, and just not not. They're they're obviously not like your your average like pop, or like idol group you'd see in Japan. And I think like those those are those ones are like they can be really good and I think Bish Bish <laughs> I think Bish is a uh, good example of that. Like pop pop having a like more dark and dramatic vibe. Like this kind of pop, like this kind of J pop is can be really good. And um this is a good song. I like it. Uh yeah. <laughs> And the second song, Goodbye, um, it, it definitely reminds me of another artist or like band Leap has shown me. And it's, um, oh Jesus, uh, Kinoko Teikoku. Uh, yeah, I probably pronounced that wrong, but it, it just heavily reminded me of, um, that, that band and like, its style of music. I think it's called Shoegaze. I don't know if this particular song is Shoegaze. Like this Shoegaze genre. But it just heavily reminded me of them. And um. Uh. Yeah. This, the, this kind of. This kind of music is very like. Kind of. Almost mysterious. And. Mysterious. Calming. And uh. This is. This one's a good example of that. And then by the way. Uh. Leap actually made a post about Kinoko Teikoku, man. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to even talk about that pronunciation. But uh, they made a post, they wrote a post about um, that particular band. And um, I have yet to read it, but I assume it's a really good one since he's been a uh, big fan of them for a while and they actually disbanded or they ended their their they ended their band activities recently so um you should uh, I and you should definitely uh read that one it's probably uh, I most likely it's a really nice write up um oh yeah so <laughs> Uh, we're gonna talk about some, two things real quick, and this is kind of like the Seiyu corner, usually, usually at the end of the podcast I talk about idols, but, um, we're gonna talk about a few, a couple, um, voice actor things. Uh, first one, uh, this actually, I found out right after the, um, Love Live delayed viewing when I got home, um, the big news. This is the big news story that I, I I was surprised and like shocked about. 
uh, two very popular seiyu in Kaji Yuki and Tagetatsu Ayana. They actually announced that they are married uh, on June 30th. Uh, June 30th is also uh, Taketatsu Ayana's birth, 30th birthday. And um, it was a shock to me. <laughs> uh, if I can recall, like at least like with the sh- stuff that I've seen them in, I don't remember them like working on a particular show together, like as a main, even like as a, uh, as like, um, like having side roles together. But I don't know. I just, this one, this one was surprising to me. Uh, as I said, June 30th was also her birthday, 30th birthday. And apparently I heard something about her agents agency having a strict rule where She's not allowed to date until she turns 30, which, oh, that's not, that's not good when you look at it. <laughs> so that's why, but anyways, that's why they had, well, that's why the two had to actually wait to announce their marriage. They were probably married like way before uh, June 30th. So that one's interesting. Also, I don't know if this is like a tra- traditional thing, but, um, like other seiyu such as Akazaki Chinatsu, she announced her marriage on her birthday as well. So I don't know if that's like a traditional thing, but um, I just found that interesting. But as I said, um, not a seiyu pairing I really expected. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know they knew each other that well. But um, nonetheless, I am very happy for them, and I hope they live a wonderful life together uh i think i think i've warmed up to the fact that yeah they're a good they're a good couple um there have been other marriages between seiyu um there were a couple but i think the one big one is um sato satomi which who voiced uh most likely people will know her as um ritsu from kaon and uh, she married another seiyu, uh, Terashima Takuma, which he was a part of like some, I don't remember which one, but like he's, he's, he's pretty popular too. And um, you know, I, th- I thought there were, I thought there would be more like seiyu marriages, like seiyu, seiyu marriages, or like marriages between two seiyu, but um. This this one's just a big one. Uh, Kajiyuki and Taketatsu Ayana. That was... It just dropped a bomb uh, last weekend. Um, and that's... Uh, I mean... F- uh, what this, what this uh, just uh, made me think in the end is... When, when is the Kayano Ai and Matsuoka marriage announcement? Am I right? <laughs> Uh, which, uh, this funny thing is, like, this, the Kayano Ai and Matsuoka ship thing that's been going on with the fans of, say, of those two. This one kind of, this one definitely transitions into my next topic that I wanted to talk about. And it was, it's, it's about, um, Matsuoka, yeah, it's about 
something I something interesting I learned a couple of months ago about Matsuoka. So um, everyone probably knows who this is. Ma uh, Matsuoka Yoshisugu. He's very well known. He's a very popular seiyu. He he's a lot of people know him as Kirito from Sword Art Online, Soma from Food Wars, Shokugeki no Soma, uh, Sora in No Game No Life, and um, even connecting to the quintessential quintuplets topic, uh, he played the main protagonist in Futaro in that show. Um, basically, he's considered he's he's been called and considered the harem king. Since uh, he's been in a lot of, he's he has been the like main protagonist of many harem anime, and has definitely been surrounded by many women, both two D and three D. And uh, something I learned recently, this was like actually a couple days or a few days ago, uh, he actually holds a Guinness World Record for the most sound bites done by a voice vo by a voice actor in a mobile game. Which is the the game is the, the Don Machi mobile game, and that was just I never thought a Seiyu would be ha would ha hold a Guinness World Record, but good for him, proud of him. But um, the thing that I found out about him, uh, it's not anything like controversial. It's not anything like he, not anything bad. Or like not anything like hurtful to other people, but um, I actually, f as I've gotten to know more about him and like watched more videos of him being at like events and such, I noticed that he tends to be pretty um, shy around Seiyu and even being like on camera. And uh, I, I I read a couple Reddit posts about Matsuoka and. I found out that he actually has a pretty bad case of um, social anxiety, and uh, it de as I said, it definitely showed in like events and such. According to a Reddit comment from two years ago, um, Matsuoka tended to not sit next to other coworkers, like mostly female, like other female seiyu, at live recordings, events, etc. And apparently, like apparently, whoever was his like co-main star in like a harem or something. Like okay, let, let, let's say like, let's say you're like looking at like the stage and like all the say you were there. Apparently he sat like he sat away from like his co-main star or like um let's say okay, I, I don't I don't know which particular um instance this was, but let's say let's say no game no game no life for example. Like Matsuoka and Kayano I are like the two main people. Pretty much just just imagine Matsuoka being on the left side, like the far left side, while Kayano Ai is like at the far right side. Like they, they he he was not that comfortable being around even being around his like co main star. Because he has like social anxiety. And I even saw on a clip from a um from a like from a like program called the Gangan GA channel. Like this is like a uh, fun little radio channel or like radio program uh he was on the he was on an episode with um Uchida Maya and Sakura Ayane and like I, while I was watching it like I he most of the time he kept looking like down 
like on the table and like he had he had he had trouble like looking at the at both of them and like in the in the eyes and it was just I, it was just so noticeable and um and like there there were even rumors about how um Sakurayane doesn't have a great relationship with Matsuoka because of him being socially awkward around her but probably nowadays like probably now their relationship is better but um Like I just, I just want to remind everyone that I'm not I'm not exposing him. Like he is a Matsuoka is a really cool dude. He, he's a great, he's talented and um he's funny. It's just that I just found this pretty interesting. Um like seeing a like a well-known and talented actor um and like, you know, you you see him in you see him in anime and like different shows being like kind of kind of expressive and like being passionate about uh being passionate while portraying their characters and like when you see his real life or his personal life um it's much more different and like almost like the polar opposite and um i'm sure there are many cases I, like well there are there are many cases of like celebrities or like actors having like negative problems with their with their life like with social life or like mental health and all that and I, just, I guess I was just I guess it just can happen to Japanese voice actors and actresses as well and um yeah I, th- I think nowadays his social anxiety has improved a lot and he's like much more comfortable being around other people like female seiyuu uh, whether they're like the same age or younger, but um, I don't know. I just, I just feel kind of feel bad for the dude. <laughs> like I, I, he is a he seems like a really cool guy, but like I just didn't really expect him to have like this bad of social anxiety. And um, yeah, just an interesting thing I found out or like heard. Um, so, I think that's it. I think this is the end of the episode. Uh, thank you for, thank you for listening. This is, this one's probably two hours. We're already at, uh, just with the, uh, discussion part, like, excluding the music, we're at, uh, about an hour and 15 minutes. (laughs) So, um, if you, if you, if you've listened to, like, this whole podcast, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, if you have any feedback you want to give me regarding this today's episode about the topics or just what you thought in general, I I would be happy to read those comments. Hopefully, I wasn't too boring. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, this is a fun one. I'm I'm currently on summer vacation right now, so uh, I kind of want to do one or two more of these podcasts again. So, um, definitely be on the lookout for that one. Um, blog posts, I'm gonna pretty much start, I I want to start, uh, coming back to my personal blog and just write a few things. Uh, so just keep on the lookout for that. (laughs) Also, if you want to read my, I I wrote another review for, um, Moe 404, 404. I reviewed, uh, Tamako Market. I'll include that 
in the post in the in the post about this podcast. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we're gonna listen to one more song by uh, Indigo La End. Indigo La End. Uh, this is um. This is a uh, Kawatani Enon's first. I think it was his first like actual successful band that he made. But uh, we're gonna listen to one of his one of their songs from their most recent album, Pulsate. A uh, song is called Haru no Iutori. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank again, thank you, thank you, thank you very much if you listen to the whole podcast and all. See you in another post, which will probably be soon. (laughs) Uh, Take care and uh, hope you have a good day today. I'm